<laughs> what an incredible oh. timing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank <Cheers>. you. <laughs> that, uh, I'm honored. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious and, and incredible timing by our very own guest today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jumping right to it. So before we get there, though, Thank you guys for joining us once again for Bandwidth and Banter. Um, yes. Your, your, your hosts with the, the, all the joys and the hugs that Twitch has to offer here to share with you. Uh, rising up to, to bring you guys a, a new Friday uh, and a new, uh, a new interview. And we're super excited to have uh, a new guest. Last week was amazing. Thank you for uh, for inter in introducing Edge to us. I really appreciate mm -hmm. it. His um, YouTube video went live today, so don't his, forget to go yep. watch it there. Yep. And uh, yeah, just for uh, folks out there, refresh for for folks that we do interviews of the uh, the YouTube video of it goes live on every Friday at 10 a.m. So the, it, the, the YouTube is basically a week behind the actual live interview. So, and we always share that with the folks after their interview too, so. Yeah. Um, back to being excited, like holy crap, Goblins and Warlocks. That's yes. who we got coming on today. Yes. He's just a master I... of DM and, and creating, like I love my tabletop here. I have, you know, the, the pin and stuff and I got the little mm -hmm. figurines, but holy yeah. crap. The amount of detail and attention to detail and the, the time that he goes mm -hmm. into creating the actual 3D environments. Yes. I'm just so impressed. It is amazing. Yes. I distinctly remember when he showed up because we were, it was like Christmas Eve or something like that. Uh -huh. And he just mm -hmm. like, he, we got raided in and he just like started hanging out and we were just like, this is cool. Yeah. This is cool. Let's go. A, Let's go. A, a fellow D and Dier, uh, and, and veteran and expert of the game, always always a pleasure. It, you know, mm -hmm. and there there's some D and D DMs that are a cut above the rest, and he's definitely one of them, uh, as evidenced by all the folks that uh, that are on his show and join him and, and watch his show. And uh, yeah, like uh, we're honored to have him on on the show today, and I can't yeah. wait to get into these interesting questions. So, uh, holy crap, guys. Uh, I, I feel like we've, we've entered him enough. You all know him. You all know his channel. So let's get into the interview. Welcome on. And uh, look who it is, Goblets and Warlocks. Goblets and Warlocks. <laughs> Jugen, also uh, known Jugen, as. right. Please, sir, <laughs> honor us, introduce yourself and your channel, and tell us about the cool thing that you got going on. Yeah, I had to go and push all the emotional buttons before I even started. So I'm just like trying to hold back. You're welcome. Have right now. That's two in a row. Two in a row, Stormy. <laughs> High five. <laughs> uh, I mean, you don't get much I meat, you know, in the world. Like, you don't get a lot of compliments. You always get the bad stuff for a while and you never hear about the good stuff. So uh, I got. Good news, like good comments today from another streamer from their community, and then you guys say that too. It's just like, you know, the icing on the cake. So. Yeah. I'm glad to have, glad to be here. Only took like two months, but yeah, scheduling. We got there. Yeah. We got there. <laughs> yeah, and I remember that night. I was bored. I was up late one night, and I was just searching around, to see, looking for streams, and uh, draw towards people who actually have setups like mine. So Rick came across Stormy. I was like, they seem cool. And I'm low-key a little bit jealous now because you got a bigger following than I had to, but, you know, <laughs> you surpassed me now. 
there. You'll get there. We're, we're uplifting each other. Yep, that's what that's it's what all we about. Do. New Twitch is all uh, about supporting each other and lifting everybody up. Yes. Of course, but at the same time, I'm in the Navy. I'm a realist, so that mm. takes more of my time than, you know. Yeah. Sure. My side gig hobby. I don't know what to call it nowadays. I call it, I call it my side side gig. I don't know. The mm -hmm. Navy, does, they don't like me talking about it because I'm not technically supposed to have a second job, so... It's your it's your hobby. It's your for hobby. Now, and for now, it's your hobby. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, all the funds I get from it goes right back into miniatures and 3D printing and all that good stuff. Yep. Ditto. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It pays yep. for itself, man. Um, tell us a little bit about your channel. You said you had something that you wanted to talk about as well before we get into the questions. Some sort of giveaway like to... or something? Oh, we could, uh, we could wait to the end, but yeah. Oh, well, if, if you, you want to wait till the end, that end. works too. Perfect. Yep. Okay. Because you're, you're asking about links and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's jump straight into the questions then, so we can dig dig and dive deeper into the dungeon of a Goblet's Warlock's Jugen's mind here. <laughs> so, uh, so Jugen, please share a boring fact about yourself. A boring fact about myself? Yep. I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> I go to work and then the rest of my time is spent for all my games I run. So boring fact about myself. Oh gosh, I don't know what like that's such a weird term. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's why I asked like, prep questions so I can get a boring fact about myself. I. It's <laughs> too hard. I should have came okay. on myself. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Boring fact about myself is I like coming up with lore for future adventures. I call it boring because actually really painting, me painting miniatures is boring because I get in the zone and forget I'm even live or whatever if yeah. I'm streaming it. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah. Like just coming up with a hidden lore or whatever and just sit there and I'll be sitting at work and just in my mind thinking mm -hmm. about, all right, what are they going to do? Where could they go? What could they yeah. do? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, great answer. I agree. Great yep. answer. Thank you. Any answer is a good answer to that question because it isn't 100%. an easy one. Yep. It, it's, it's, like, it's one of those questions. It's like, depending on the person yeah. who's looking at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. It, it, that's why, that's we, like why it. we like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> uh, you um, how owe you... him a soda, or she owes, he owes you a soda. That's yes. <laughs> yeah. Pitch poke, you owe me a Coke. Um, <laughs> I, always, I always go, Jinkies, but it's supposed to be Jinx, right? But I always messed it up as a teenager. I called it Jinkies. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, Jugan, how did you come up with your Twitch name? What was the inspiration? Do you want my start my original or the current iteration? The current one. Current one. Current one. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of gotta talk about the original to talk about the current one. Okay, right? fair enough. I'm thinking. Go about for it. it. Tell the so, story. <laughs> so I started out streaming a little game called Rainbow Six Siege. Mm -hmm. Started my YouTube around it, and I coming up with names for that. I it started out Jugan Sitzman Gaming, then I made it Sitzman Gaming because it's more catchy. Mm -hmm. And then, like, uh, a couple of years ago during, you know, the the pandemic we're not supposed to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. D&D. And I decided to, I wanted to, along with my regular gaming, to do 
stream D&D. And that was around about the time I was... Like, the game itself, like Rainbow Six Siege, was, was still fun, but it was the mm-hmm. people, and it was so toxic, didn't make me want to play it anymore, even want to stream it. So mm-hmm. it was ending up having to post, like, you know, negative stuff about it to even get kind of, like, a running on YouTube. But then I was... Mm-hmm. I got really heavily into D&D and the original thought was make goblets and warlocks, which I'll get to how I got to the title. Um, like, like a sub, like a extension of the mainstream. And mm-hmm. so I started this game called Avernus, descending in Avernus with a few of my just close personal friends or in a Jenny dance school. She's another streamer. Um, she works for uh, YouTube but she, don't, she kind of like works with uh, another YouTube creator called uh, Dice Tower. Mm-hmm. They run most, cover mostly board games. And it just started like that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to fully commit to this. So um, I actually started a whole nother Twitch channel named Goblets and Warlocks. But I ended up just like eventually having to wait like the six months or so to get the name back to convert my own uh, Twitch channel. Because I ended up leaving Twitch. Twitch. A while ago, mm-hmm. and we went to YouTube to go full time. Then I came back to Twitch because I wasn't making any money on YouTube. So yeah, um, and this was—I quickly realized that this was going to be a costly ha- hobby. So what helps me make these three D terrains is what you can probably see in the background of all this stuff is warlock tiles from WizKids. So I knew early on I wanted to incorporate the goblets into my title because I'm a mm-hmm. fan of goblets. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like, what's catchy? What's catchy? I'm sitting there like goblets and goblins, goblets and something. I'm just going through like, yeah, I over. I wanted to incorporate something I use on my stream within the title. Mm-hmm. And I looked over and said, Waller, Warlock tiles. I'm like, so Warlock tiles. I can use Warlock and that ties into a subclass in D&D. So people are making them think it's that, but it's not really that. It's this. So mm-hmm. Goblets and Warlocks was born and that's where I used it and Nice. Right on, right on. It, it is very catch. It is a very great catchy title yep. too. Indeed. In fact, it I think- was. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say. I was. You're reaching for your yes. goblet. That was like literally <laughs> That's like. That's why I, I came in. It was a sit in the middle of your battle screen. It's like hey, there's a goblet. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> sit in the middle of the screen. And uh, I did take also. I also should say I took inspiration uh, from another D and D. I won't say they're a dandy stream. Maybe they are now. I don't know. But the it was the idea is a merchant, and he's a very popular YouTuber. But he had his own little DD and They called it Guildgates and Goblins or something like that. I think, mm-hmm. or Goblins and Guildgates. I was like, I kind of do something like that, but not that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But, All right. Yeah. You, make it you, your I remember own. now? You had the goblet sitting in your yeah. little balance. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Right and I think you literally just unwrapped it that day too. Yeah, which I was had. great. So just, yep. just amazing, amazing synchronicity. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, yeah, you can. This uh, is my big one. Yeah, yours. Yeah, that one definitely trumps this one. But um, this, need, this yeah. needs to be clean. But yeah. So uh, all right, next question, sir. And this one should be an easy one for you. Uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, but we love this question. What D and D class do you consider yourself to be in real life? Uh, 
maybe not so much now, but definitely there for a long time. Like a lot of personal details I'll go to. I had a very rage problem, so definitely barbarian. Okay. Okay. Um, if I ever get to play, anyway, I have this. I have this. Uh, Leonin barbarian. I'm dying to play at one point. At some point, this wild magic <laughs> one, but but definitely I had some rage issues back in the day and personal issues and yeah. You know, that's just a demon that you always battle anyway. So, but mm -hmm. I've learned to control it more. So, I would, yeah. I would have to say because I remember that question from previous episodes. It's like that's gonna be hard. Let me think. Yeah. <laughs> that one I was prepared do the for. research on it, right? Yeah. I was gonna say Oathbreaker Paladin, but then I was like, no, I did have some rage problems. So let's go with a barbarian. <laughs> gotcha. Well, having the, the you know the fact that you're in the military means you actually also have professional training as as a. I mean, technically you're the Navy, but it, it's still you're you know technically when you're in the military, you're a professional soldier of some kind. Uh, mm -hmm. Even though technically speaking, it's the army that are called soldiers, right? But really, if you get down to it, for, if you if military is the umbrella, then everybody under the military who's serving in the military is a soldier of some kind. And so one could argue that you're a professional fighter too, like a fighter barbarian, because uh, yeah, yeah. of your training. But also, all, it goes down deeper, starting with like rates. We all have like certain jobs in the military, mm -hmm. and I'm a military police, so I have to keep my emotions in check, especially mm -hmm. deal with people I have to respond to. So yeah, 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 exactly. All right, next question. Uh, what is your favorite RPG class to play, and what is your least favorite? Fighter, least favorite. Fight me, I don't care. <laughs> um, I, I would say it's, I don't have nothing against fighter because uh, the biggest problem with fighter, everybody just takes a couple ranks in it and they get like the what is it called the second action win. surge, action surge. surge. They just take a couple of feats in it and then leave it alone. Like I'm very not that type of player. I don't even like multi-classing that often. Um, but yeah. Um, Favorite class to play currently right now. I'm really I'm in JR stream on Saturday nights where I play a uh, rogue assassin, Ooh. and I'm enjoying that one. It's a character I played in the charity one shot that we had last year. I wanted mm -hmm. to keep playing it because I enjoyed it so much. But before mm -hmm. that, the only other character I've ever played was um, a, a paladin, oath of uh, oh my gosh. One that likes to get revenge. What is it? Oh, uh, oh the vengeance. Vengeance. There you go. Jesus. Uh, okay. that, that actual character is one of the people that came in and took over for her. Because when I was playing that paladin, that was in the the campaign that got me back into playing D and D. Uh, I only played D and D once years ago, like in high school, where mm -hmm. I, I can't remember if it was third or three point five or something like that, where you could play an ogre. So I played an ogre. I couldn't tell you if I was. It was probably three point five. Yeah. Yeah. Played no good. That's my only experience with D and D, and we only played during lunch, like for thirty minutes. And then yeah. when I got back in, I played an Oathbreaker. Or you want to say Oathbreaker Paladin, but um, played a Oath of Vengeance Paladin. And then that campaign abruptly ended because the military people leaving and everything was just, just abruptly ended. So I never finished that character's story. Mm -hmm. Then. Flick came on to fill in for a void spot in Avernus, and she took over the character for me. So 
um, she's playing the character I initially created. Neat. So she's oh, wow. finishing the art. Because I was going to bring her in as an NPC just to finish her art. And I'm not a fan of DMPCs. Not a fan of them. And then when she wanted to come play, I was like, well, I have this character already pre-made. I require you to step in. I gave her the details and everything um, that I created it. And she willing yeah. to step in. And it's now she's i finally finally let go of the range and let her completely have yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah so uh on that same vein then i guess you sort of answered this but maybe you can go into a little more detail when was the last time you got to be a player in D? &D? uh like i said uh jr he's in my ice Dell. he's another streamer mm -hmm. and i got invited to his is we play every other saturday because of my work schedule i have a rotating 12 hour shift so mm -hmm. um i told him like if i come play but it has to be by week because if i go to nights i cannot do weekly and mm -hmm. he has a later stream as it is so even with uh you know if i didn't have to it would be super late and i have to get him next morning so yeah uh, but yeah that's uh that one and then the charity event last year with same character so uh i'm definitely one of those forever dms and i feel, I feel like that's that's, I feel like that's a thing. It is. That is such a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I made I made Rusty Tonnet so happy when he went. I invited him to that same Descendant of Ernest game. He's like, yeah, I just want to play. I was like, I got you, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit here. Um, if you had to live off of one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Homemade vegetable soup that I make. Oh, wow. That's an interesting oh. choice. Tell us about it. So, food here. yeah, growing, <laughs> growing up, uh, my mom used to make homemade vegetable soup. And, mm -hmm. and when I got, you know, divorced and I had to start cooking for myself again. So I was mm -hmm. like, so I made my mom, hey, can I have that recipe, please? And so I make my homemade vegetable soup somewhat healthy, you know. And yeah. I, if I could live off of it, I would. I could. Wow. Love that. That's a great I love answer. that answer. Mm -hmm. Food yep. is so important. Ugh. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, being a military man, uh, where's the coolest place you've been stationed? Ooh. I would I would definitely have to say Okinawa, Japan. Mm. Especially Ooh. in my match at the gathering days. Right. I loved like actually in Okinawa, Japan is when I got back into Magic the Gathering. Because I take, I, when I joined the military, I got out of it and I couldn't do much. And then when I was in Okinawa, Japan, so much downtime and getting created with the cultural, cultural. And mm -hmm. I went, I just offhand went to a local, you know, hobby shop. And of course, I had to get initially get, because I've been out of the game so long, I had to get, you know, the English versions of them. But actually, they value them more because it's different. Uh, language on the test mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. like it was a great balance so like once i got back into it I knew what cards were more expensive and stuff tried to get the full cards so it was in a different language i can bring back here to get more value for and all that mm -hmm. good stuff so i met a lot of got really included in the culture down there and learned some languages there's a little bit of words i don't know the language don't ask me yeah. to start speaking in that language but i know a few like I know there's a slang between Okinawans and actual Japan. They uh -huh. if you're over there don't call them Japan or Japanese, Japanese. Call them Okinawans because that's how they fur for themselves. So, oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting. Got, and, and while I was there, I got so used to getting a bow and Harigamas 
or like when I purchase something. When I get back here, it kind of threw me. I was like, "Where's my pal? Where's my pal? <laughs> <laughs> Where are the manners?" I <laughs> and, and, all, and over there, um, tipping is considered an insult. You're not allowed to tip. Yep, so. it's it's that way in, in New Zealand too. Interestingly, enough. there's a lot of ways places too. So yep. like, it's really it's a very insult. American thing. Yeah, yep. that's that's yeah. Yep. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I was there for three years, stuck on a small island. By the end of three years, I was ready to leave. But you know, looking back, I'll go back in heartbeat for Coco's Carry. I swear. Ooh. Hmm. Wow, that's I awesome. would just love to go. Yep, that's one of uh, <laughs> one of Starkey and I's uh, planned vacation destinations is Japan. So, yeah. um, should definitely go. It's great. I was trying to go back, but now I'm be headed back next year to Lemoore, California. So I'll be mm -hmm. heading there for my next, my last duty station for the Navy, so. Nice! Wow, nice. so will you, when you say your last, will you be will you be retiring the full 20 or just you're, you're done? And... Well, that's another story. Uh, I came to this command thing and be my last one because of my higher tenure is you have to make a certain rank or you get kicked out. Right. And right now I'm on my 15 year mark. I just hit 15 years. I would have had to make E6, which by this time next year, or I would have to get out. Um, I won't bore you with all the details and stuff. I don't have like all the good stuff to make it easy for making rank. So I came here expecting to be out this time next year, like higher tenure, going find doing something else. Mm -hmm. And then when I got this command, they came out with a higher tenure pilot program or something. So I'm one of the first ones in it. You had to. Your higher tenure date would have to be within two years, so I just was in it. Mm -hmm. So I got incorporated in it. So it's basically, it's basically, I get out at sixteen, take a severance pay of like fifty grand or something like that, and then then go try to do something somewhere else, whatever. Basically, yeah. start from scratch. Well, this, if I didn't opt in it, I would have had to get out, and I would not get that severance pay. It would be sixteen years for nothing, basically. Mm. So, Dang. so I opted into it which gave me another two years. And then once you're in the military, once you hit the 18-year mark, they cannot stop you from retiring at 20. So it already guaranteed me to retire at 20. But these orders that uh, what came along with it, I had the option to stand at my current place or take new orders. So I opted to take new orders. And they have something new called ATP orders, which is advanced to pay grade orders. I got selected for one of those. So I'm now going to California. It's not a great location. I like for my hair is a bunch of cows to the middle of nowhere, <laughs> but it's the next pay grade and I'll get yeah. the full, full retirement. So. Congrats, yeah. dude. That is great news. We appreciate you. Yeah. We got to celebrate each other's like successes. Moving. That's one thing. I got to pack up all this stuff. I know. <laughs> and then do a whole new setup and hope nothing breaks on the way. I get it. Mm -hmm. I did a move recently. So, mm -hmm. you yeah, know, I was do so not... paranoid. I was so paranoid when I left Washington state coming out here. I packed up everything, personal package, in the bed of my truck because I didn't trust the movers. <laughs> we made the mistake from when we moved from California up here. It was, um, we only got a 10 by 10 U-Haul truck. Oh, wow. You need a little bit bigger than that, I think. We needed a 15, but, you know, lesson learned. Mm. <laughs> um, what drew you to Twitch, Jugen? Why, how, what was that journey? What was that decision? What was the deciding factor? You, 
No, you all have specific rules not to be sad or dopey, but that's kind of what it was. No, uh, you tell your story, man. Yeah. So I got divorced. So obviously with a divorce, a lot of hardships and pain and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's part of it. Because I was even doing Uber for a while there too, driving people around to earn extra money. And when in my specific job in the military, I, I'm not... Definitely in my later age years, I'm not a club guy. I'm not. I'm, and even then within there, I, I got into a weird, this weird spot where I like. I hated people <laughs> like I didn't want to be around people. Yeah. And especially a large gathering of people, I just get so nervous and it's mm-hmm. not my thing. And so when I'm at home the whole time, gain a little bit, try to earn a little bit of money. I like I've seen all these videos by people streaming. And of course, I was doing Rainbow Six Siege at the time. And that was, I was got pretty good at it. I'm not so good mm-hmm. anymore, but, yeah. um, and I was making videos, doing YouTube, doing the Twitch thing, trying to do a side gig on it. And mm-hmm. yeah. but that's mainly what I got into it. Then, you know, of course this, it gets addictive, you know, building oh, yeah. and everything. So, oh yeah, gotcha. no, we know we we're, we're, we're addicts. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, when I'm not at work, I'm here working here. So don't really have free time. <laughs> Uh, so so we, go, ahead, go ahead oh i just wanted to just so you just it was just like one of those where you're like hey, everybody's I doing don't it like, COVID, so. yeah it's just like i don't like people this is about as much pe- like i can handle the people this way <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i initially started like right after yeah right after yeah. I, was, I was like i'm gonna stream magic the gathering Make videos on Magic the Gathering. That's what I initially started out with, really. I should really reiterate that. Mm-hmm. But then I saw how much it would cost to do the Magic the Gathering online, get the virtual cards. I was like, I don't have the money for that. So I ended up swerving <laughs> to the Arsit scene. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you first started streaming and got yourself going and set up, what were some of the struggles and issues that you dealt with to get yourself going? Um... I would say the mindset, really, because I'm I still do it to this day. Um, I think kind of part of the reason to help move me into D and D too is not just a one person show anymore. I got now I got a full cast that helps, and part mm-hmm. of like the interview process for my games, I make them understand, hey, this is a show, it's not mm-hmm. my show, it's our show. Yeah. Um, uh, and I tell them right from the get go, any funds I get goes right back to the stream setup or anything mm-hmm. I need, like free resin, like. I'm not I'm not critical role or anything like that, so don't I can't like I would love to be able to pay everybody that comes on the show, but I can't do that. But here. You know, I'll sit here and have fun. You know. Yeah. I actually I don't know if you can ask the question, but I'll ask y'all a question. Okay. I mean I this is different. I'm fine. <laughs> so you go chat dark on your streams yes immerse fully into the thing so yes what drives you to because we're kind of on the same topic i noticed like for me we did the exact same thing we went like we didn't call it that but that's what we did like we didn't mm-hmm. acknowledge the chatter at pretty much at all and i found it very hard you know to keep viewership or whatever mm-hmm. um i end up not too long ago, running a poll in my Discord asking the community, say, hey, do you want to have alerts on or not? Because, mm-hmm. like, if I get a raid, 
obviously it doesn't pop up because I have alerts off and all that. And, mm-hmm. you know, just a simple acknowledge, acknowledgement of that. I'll say, hey, thank you for the raid, but nobody actually saw who it was, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of went like a hybrid route. So I went like a hybrid route because the community voted on, yeah, turn them on. Let's have them on. I was like, all right, cool. So it brought back the alerts. And yeah, I kind of, do, I don't go over the top with some other streamers that we know um, where it's like turns into a party fest for, for the viewers because it, I don't want to take it away too far from the game, but you know. Yeah. So. You're, yeah. So, um, I personally need to not see chat because I'm one of those easily distracted people that can't. Distract. Can't. Can't. I need to not see chat, and also like, I like how we just have like the a little alert come up, but with yeah. no sound, like a little visual thing. Yeah. So yeah, we all can that. acknowledge. So, yeah, for us, the decision to go that route stemmed from when we started it. The intent of it for us was we started playing before we started streaming. And we found that the four of us really connected and gelled really well and just became best friends. And that we wanted to experience D&D together in that capacity. And that was our priority. Mm-hmm. And so for for our stream, uh, we we just wanted to share that with folks, have the opportunity to share that. So so that's also one of the reasons why you know our stream, you know I I, I get that most stre- most streamers that stream D and D they only focus on D and D, and mm-hmm. and so for them it makes more sense to either go you know uh, create a variety show or to have a hybrid system like you know the, the different options that are out there right for us um the priority is really about sharing uh you know kind of a oh, people get to witness our D session is is the idea of it but yeah. you still interact at the beginning the the middle intermission and at the end and and of mm-hmm. course we have the visual pop-ups like she said for for, for alerts yeah. we just don't have audio ones yeah. yeah, I can definitely understand that. Uh, when I first started to, my initial plan was to pre-record it and upload it later. And if you ever do go check out the very first episode of Avernus, why the audio and everything's messed up. Uh, the, I didn't realize this for tech savvy, trying to get to it. I was saving to my initial hard drive, not the big hard drive. Mm. So I ran out of space, so mm. the VOD crashed, and I lost all that kind of... And we were streaming for like three hours. Yep. So like a three-hour episode really took like five hours of our time. And a lot of those players in that game are overseas, so I was feeling really bad. And I was like, you know what? We'll just go and live stream this. That way I can just pull the VOD off. Yeah. <laughs> like this yeah. show that I'm started sorry. with. Yep. So. But yeah. All right, cool. Just want to make sure we, I I figured that's what it was because we yeah. kind of did the same thing with the with pre um, pre recording it with no live audience whatever I was just upload it later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what tips can you share to future streamers? What tips? Yeah. Tips. Share some wisdom. Oh gosh. Um. Don't quit. <laughs> What was that? Nothing. Don't quit. Yeah. Nothing Valid. ever. Nothing ever happened. This can go for anything, really. Nothing will ever happen if you choose to quit. It's going to be rough. It's going to be tough. Um, even now, I'm, split, I'm experiencing like a plateau. 
where I'm not getting any extra followers and it's mainly because of my schedule. Mm -hmm. But that's when you need to look back and, all right, you've hit your plateau with what you're doing. Now look at what you can do differently. Like mm -hmm. right now, there's a video right now because I started Dungeon Master Confessions. I did one episode. That was an all-day affair for me editing my own videos. Yeah. I do all, all my own edits too. Yeah. Um, but once you hit that plateau, look at what you're doing. Look at other people that are doing something similar and take inspiration from that and start mm -hmm. changing what you can do. Um, definitely, uh, Harris Heller from uh, Senpai Gaming says this a lot and is a firm believer of it. Grow other places than Twitch. Twitch is not like the place to try to grow. Um, reach out to other communities, bring them, them into your Twitch because us low low bar streamers, we're not because well, weight's based. I guess it's still based like that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not good with algorithms. I just not just try to grow other places than one platform. You right. Have yeah. Multiple platforms. That's great advice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, sort of on that 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 note. Hopefully, you know, this is an okay question. What did family and or friends think when you told them that you planned on streaming? If you told them. Um, of course, I get joked with a lot at work about it. Um, <laughs> And uh, and then my my mom is uh, I love her to death. She's about to be eighty one in August, and when she calls me, she'll call me out of the blue without a warning or whatever. Obviously, if I don't answer, and she's like, "Oh, is she streaming?" She doesn't understand it. She under kind of understands the concept, but yeah, it's like, "Oh, so you're playing games? Are you streaming tonight?" It's like, "Yes, mom." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes mom. mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't really like to tell a lot of people uh, with any of my social media stuff. Like um, my last campaign in Washington State, I blew up on TikTok and still sitting in like 20,000 20, followers or whatever. Mm -hmm. And of course, in TikTok, if they have you in their contacts, they'll shoot your stuff to people that have you in their contacts. Mm -hmm. And I was keeping that separate from work as much as possible. And mm -hmm. I come in one day and they're like, TikTok famous, huh? <laughs> uh, then uh, my watch brander called me TikTok God or something like that. I think I remember. <laughs> I was like, I was like, or TikTok or something. I don't know. I was like, Bruh. oh no. No. You know, uh. like I said, when COVID happened, people get bored and make stuff, make content, and, and it blew mm -hmm. up. And then I remember, I remember sitting at, I remember sitting at work when it, blew up i literally walked, went from 800 to 8,000 in like 30 minutes wow that's amazing because <laughs> i had scary. one i had one video go viral i'm just sitting there watching it tick up tick up. i was like i'm looking at the person i'm sitting next to i was like this is not supposed to be happening this is not me <laughs> <laughs> i would literally be like panicking and like i would probably delete the video i'd be like no 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 <laughs> yeah it was a video for charity that we were doing in, in um, on the ship. Uh, it was where you dunk your. It was like the ice water. water was it ice water challenge? Whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice, but we got the. Basically, it was a fundraiser to raise money for our organization, in the, within the Navy. Is you mm -hmm. dump water on your bosses, and now I have one where I paid the most money so I can dump the water on my boss and. Yeah. Uploaded that video is for charity and stuff, and it just blew up. It went crazy. I was like, Jesus. That's awesome. That's so cool. 
Um, what is something that you wish to do to enhance your streams for later? Uh, sadly, I can't really do this until I'm out of the Navy. Once I'm out uh, of the Navy, I can devote fully time to it. Right yeah. now, I'm devoting all my spare time to it, really. So mm -hmm. if I, like, can you anybody ask any of my mods, Silver Wolf in chat right now, um, you can ask her. Like, I'm always at my computer working on something for prep. Like, I'm running three games right now, so, and also printing the prep for the charity stream, so. Uh, there's not much more I can do other than I would like to eventually, I will say this, uh, when I do get time, I would like to take an improv class. Ooh. That's pretty that cool. That would be fun. Yeah. That Great. would be super fun. Yeah. Indeed. I would love that. Heck yeah. Great idea. I work on voices. So I have terrible voices. So. <laughs> but at least I try. That's the, mm -hmm. that's the point, right? I voices have are fun. three voices and that's it. <laughs> And all three of them are at a high volume. <laughs> no, I'm basically yelling for all of them. Okay, four. I do have a. I, I am capable of whispering, sorta. It's a loud whisper. It is a loud whisper. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So uh, it's true though. Uh, Dugan, uh, tell us. We're switching gears again here. Tell us about your most competitive Magic: The Gathering deck. My most competitive yeah and and or favorite i used to have i don't have them anymore but that's that's okay uh, uh my most competitive um was death and taxes that's my go-to um death and taxes uh i even was like thinking about going legacy mm -hmm. and i barred somebody's death and taxes version because it's so expensive right and that one, I think, is the one I beat a pro player in day, day, uh, <clears throat> day two. Excuse me. Uh, um, Sorry. And I never <clears throat> played Legacy before a day in my life before going to the Grand Prix. Was, the Grand Prix was in Las Vegas. It was the one that was a week long or five days or something. So I entered in the Modern and the Legacy event. Mm -hmm. I took the deck. Went seven. No. Uh, is it seven? Yeah, seven and one the first day. Nice. And then day two, I end up losing like three in a row because <laughs> there's this, I can't remember what the card's called. You might know it, Stormy, uh, where it has protection from colors or something like that or target protection or whatever. Basically, you needed a white card where the player has to choose, choose it to sacrifice it. I don't know. It's a blue card where it has like protection from like everything and you couldn't do anything about it. You had to do something like a global effect to get rid of it. But the deck didn't do didn't do too well against that one specific card, and I lost to like three inter three deaths of that iteration using that card. So I, I ended up getting I ended up losing too much to finish in prize money, so I ended up dropping from the turn. But but I I love death and taxes. That's my vibe. And then another time I finished day two and actually won money with was uh, a green and white aggro deck. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. So, no, actually, no. Take the bat. That was Affinity. I finished day two with Affinity. That's a deck I know. Yes. No, no, and love uh, hate. <laughs> I've played it and played you, against it. You, you either win with it or you lose. Yeah. <clears throat> during that, yeah, during the when it was first, when that mechanic was first introduced in Magic: The Gathering, it, it dominated everything. It's, it's, oh, yeah. 
Oh, I love it. Mm. You either won with uh, Impmot Nessus with poison counters, or you just straight beat him in the face and turn two. You know? Mm-hmm. So. One, uh, I remember now, that green and white deck, I won a uh, uh, game day tournament. I still have that play mat somewhere. Cool. That's my other addition. I had to get out <laughs> of magic. I was addicted to play mats. Mm. <laughs> right now, I'm using for my computer... Uh, Druid? Mouse. Oh, nice. Allie. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's my favorite. But that's my, or currently my computer mouse. Nice. Or desk. I'll have to reattach it later. Yes. <clears throat> okay. How did you collect your current streaming D&D group? How did you gather them? Where did you find them? How did you gather the ma the magic <laughs> yeah. of, of your D&D group? <laughs> uh, so... When I started uh, the Cinema of Ernest, it's just asking people I know, you know, say, hey, I yeah. want to start a stream of D&D. &D, and uh, I also was streaming a game called Ultimate Werewolf. It's a sort of deduction game, a party game. We I got into that heavily in the pandemic because you can't go anywhere. So we did it all over Zoom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I asked a few people from there if they want to play because I knew they liked D&D, &D, which was uh, Dance School and Andreas. They're, Andreas is... Um, in uh, UK, he came visit not too long ago. He was sitting right across the table from me. Uh, oh. um, so I had them, and so I just, just started there, and then I decided I wanted to start another D&D game, which was Icewind Dale. And I was looking for, I didn't have a lot of members in my Discord at the time. So I posted an application, like a professional application, because, you know, all the people in my Avernus game, they're overseas, and you can't do it like a late game. So right. I ended up posting in the D&D Beyond threads looking for a player. Pushed the Discord link, made it professional as possible, and... Right on. Literally, I had another person in my Discord. I ended up having to ask him to run some games, because for the application, I had, like... God, almost a hundred applications to play in the game. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I was like, hey, buddy, I need to launch two games. I need you to launch two games to help get people in games. That's when I really saw, like, the ratio for players and DMs is nowhere near, like, usable. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Which also is a really bad idea. If you have forever DMs, a bunch of them, don't put them all in the same game. It's really bad. <laughs> I can definitely see the, the potential issues there. Yep. Um, so uh, uh, back on uh, still or still on this D&D &D subject, um, when prepping for a D&D &D game, do you try to focus strictly on the story or do you like to leave it more open to let the players drive the story forward? Well, it depends on the campaign. Mm. So if I'm running, if I'm like, most of my game, like, I think all my games currently got running right now is all module based. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, I'm definitely a hands off type DM, right? Mm -hmm. um, I I want to make sure the players get everything out of the system, lack of a better term. <laughs> I wanna, uh, do not want to push the story forward until they're ready. Mm. Um, but I will I'll say what I'm doing for my homebrew world that 
just made. I'm still writing Lua for her. I got a team in my Discord to help me doing that. Uh, shout out to Lauren. She's in my Discord. She writes all the gods. She is a phenomenal writer. I love her to death. So, mm. um, but so she's doing a lot of the heavy writing, and same as uh, uh, so Silver Wolf. She's doing a lot of writing too, uh, with some of like her lore and stuff. And yeah, we're just, we're grinding it out, making world building. So so when I relaunch Order to Goblet. It's completely homebrew. Mm-hmm. Um, even Icewind Dell now is completely homebrew because I created a bit bad for that campaign because when I was looking at... It's going to drive me down another road, but when I was looking at Icewind Dell, Ariel, she is very underwhelming as a bit bad. And I was like, I feel like I need to make another bit bad. So, I, again, for Bat's very first question, like, I like reading lore. Right. And I was reading Levistus. He... In the lore, he is trapped in a uh, iceberg, and there's two main stories behind it. The biggest main story that gets the most traction is like he tried to usurp Asmodeus by, you know, sleeping with his daughter and his lover or whatever. And when he went to confront her, his daughter killed Asmodeus's like his her mom over Levistus. Basically, Levistus. Like Littlefinger style caused this corruption between the major family. And the legend is that Asmodeus froze him in an iceberg. Mm-hmm. So my homebrew story, which I don't mind saying now, it's kind of, it's kind of been revealed already because I only got a couple episodes left of that campaigns where mm-hmm. Ariel broke him out. They made a deal. And he is the big bad of Icewind Dale. So they're about to fight him. Now I created a whole stat platform and everything. Right on. Cool. 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 Super cool. Right on. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, as far as I guess the original question was how I prep is like I only prep for what I need. Okay. Yeah. I run so many games. I'm not like I'm not going to fully flesh out a location where they're not going to go for like ten episodes. So. Yeah. <laughs> Hence is why I like to take a uh, improv- improvised class or. Yeah, like an improv class. Because mm-hmm. especially my Dragon Lance game that I have tonight with has Old Man Garrison in it. They like to ask every NPC name. It's like a running trend. I say some people, I won't go ask their names. They just do it to, you know, make me smile. Like, name generator. (laughs) (laughs) Name generator. (laughs) Um, Tell us, uh, tell us about your favorite NPC that you've created. (laughs) That's easy. You know, Jednak, you know, Jednak runs a magic shop. He deals all, he's an enchanter. He currently just joined, you know, Icewind Dale. He's like all over the place. He's in all my campaigns. I have a quick, I have a plan to get him into my new world, which I'm not revealing yet. (laughs) Jednak is my wizard. Um, He is a gnome. At some point, I would love to play him in a campaign. I just got to find the right campaign that Mm. somebody's willing to have me in for it. Mm-hmm, but I would mm-hmm. love to play him. He, but he is actually I have his mini because I painted it. <laughs> Secret yeah, lab. I, yeah. So I painted his miniature. He That's has nice. A He's a cool. familiar name, uh, Oswald, an owl that does all this scouting for him. So, Thank you for yeah, sharing he, it. That's awesome. I created him a long time ago as a potential, you know, character, and then when I quickly realized I wanted 
So I was like, all right, let's see. His mom would be Ava. And yeah, they'll have a shop in Boulder's Gate where the Vernon Troop can go and buy all these kind of magic items. And it'd be a gnome, wood elf, yes. or wood gnome. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Nice. I with Elf. He seems amazing. <laughs> Thank you for, for sharing him with us, especially his, his voice. That was excellent. And Darius, and Darius is my Wood Elf that is on Saturday nights. He's the Wood Elf assassin. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I like Wood Elves. Uh, so, Jugan, what do you find most satisfying about being a DM? I just want to tell a good story. Mm. And what's more satisfying is... Players return. Yeah. Keep coming yeah. back. The miss means I'm doing something right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I said, you can't please everybody. Everybody has their own different stuff or mm -hmm. personalities and whatever. Um, you know, you always have those players that just don't get it. Um, like taking away from people's moments or not even there or whatever. I recently yeah. had to replace somebody because of that but at the most time i just want everybody i want to tell i want to have a good story to tell everybody be all in on it and have mm -hmm. fun with it so just have mm -hmm. a good time right on right on all right we're getting towards the end so we're gonna <laughs> not loud <laughs> <laughs> um so we're just gonna do some fun interesting random questions now mm. um oh god jugan Share the least interesting place you have traveled to. Least That's not the grocery store. Yeah, it has to have been out can, of can state. Can Virginia be it? Sure. Yeah, if it was out of your home state, then yes. <laughs> My home state's North Carolina, but so Virginia, I hate Virginia. Really? Why, <laughs> yeah, why do you hate Virginia? Oh, I hate the state completely. Like, I think it's one of the few states that still make you do car inspections. Like, there's like a fee for something. Everywhere you look, there's a fee for something. <laughs> I just and it's like one of the biggest military people, so they bring in everybody from across the world to come here to the work, and none of them can drive. <laughs> none of them can drive. Get on the highway, it's a parking lot. It's not a highway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I actually I traveled. I went to fly out of here. I was going to Oregon, and I left three hours before my flight was supposed to leave. And I got stuck in the tunnel traffic mm -hmm. and I got stuck there for three hours and ended up missing my flight. Oh, wow. That's no, and it was no, no wreck. It's just congestion. Get mm. wrecked, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Right there, Rusty. Right there. Uh, as a military man, you might be able to answer these questions in a unique and interesting way, I think. Uh, what it, this is a two part question. What is the weirdest sleeping dream you've ever had and the weirdest place you have slept? Well, I have sleep apnea, so this is really hits home, but uh, <laughs> sleep the Navy gave me sleep apnea. So yeah, thank you, Navy. Yeah. Thank you, Navy. <laughs> um, the weirdest dream? Mm-hmm. We'd be here all day with all the weirdest dreams I've had. Let's name to... one then. <laughs> Well, I, I think this also ties in because I was in Okinawa, Japan. I was a ghost hunter. Um, we used to investigate houses, just like the actual show Ghost Hunter. We did the, yeah. all the setups. Mm -hmm. And I had dreams about stuff like that. And the weirdest place I could... The Navy is the only place I mastered sleeping standing up. 
That's amazing. I'd be on watch, which, you know, got to be awake. It was like a midnight to zero four watch. I'm standing back there. Next thing I know, I'm standing up. Uh, that is, I couldn't I, even I don't imagine. Know I don't know how. I couldn't even imagine. All right. Which do you prefer, East Coast or West Coast? Oh, West Coast. Damn right. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a lot warmer, too, so it makes sense. <laughs> I prefer the cold, but... Mm, mm. Gotcha. Here's how I view that. Only thing I didn't like about Washington State, 90% of the places in Washington State didn't have AC. Which mm. baffles my mind. And um, I just, like... I, I can only take so many layers off for hot weather. Right. I can yes. always put more layers on for cold. Yes. I don't mind the cold. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. So when uh, when Washington had that heat wave, I was in the middle of it. I'm sitting there like it's because you have all this computer stuff, so it already it's already getting hot. And I had this fan going blast, and it's just like sweating. I was like bad. <laughs> all right so i'll never get to have a place without ac yeah last and i agree with you by the way i i, I what you just said 100 percent. like uh i, I don't ever want to own anywhere rent or own any live anywhere that doesn't have central heat and air <laughs> um so last question before we open up the floor to uh the audience and to you um and uh this one's a fun one uh, is cheesecake really a cake or is it a pie? There's also, it has to be a cake because there's also a cream cheese pie. Because mm. I have it every year for my birthday. Mm. Interesting take on it. I like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I haven't thought of it that mm -hmm. way. Uh, gr growing up, my mom used to make cream cheese pie. Mm -hmm. And it's basically cream cheese not made into a, a cake. Yeah. Cheesecake. And it's and you put uh we put cherries on it so we call it cherry cherry cream cheese pie so every yeah. year from growing up as my birthday i requested a cream cheese pie because i'm not a big fan of straight cake i'm not a big fan of icing so yeah right so yeah there's a little fun fact there is a nice cream cheese pie and mm -hmm. so that will have to make the an actual cake so interesting gotcha. yeah because you do have to bake cheesecake and okay all right all right all right okay love that Okay, so now, now is the time. They're both Chats, are great, I'll say. They They're are, they are both great. I do love Can't cheesecake with one. all of my heart and soul. <laughs> you and Star I do Kitty. love cheesecake. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love cheesecake. Um, I also have a grudge against actual cake because I was a cake decorator. Um, mm. so I don't I like bad. real cake. By the way, customers are mean. Anyways, Kate Chat, now is the time. If you have any questions for Goblets and Warlocks, so Aries, please feel free to ask that now. Aries has a great question that I just, it's not technically a question for, uh, but, but we're going to share, we're going to ask you and see what you have to say about it. He, he asks, the only real answer to that question is with another question. Why is there cheesecake left and not in my belly? <laughs> Valid. I feel like that's a statement, sir, and it's very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, OG Blaze asks, do you ever take new D&D players? And I'm just going to take a random stab in the dark and assume he means like people that have never played D&D. Do you accept those players? Yes, uh, I do. And But there is an interview process. 
because there's what well, uh, lovely streamers like to call, and I think I believe Blaze is a streamer too himself. Yeah, uh, got to be stream ready. Yeah, and that's part of the interview process. Uh, I'm not gonna have somebody on there that's toxic or you know. There's there's an interview yeah. process to make sure yeah. you're a good fit for the stream. Yeah. But yeah, I do. Uh, that's what I did for Iceman Dill. Like I said, I'll put an application in the yields of the D and D threads. Two Iceman Dills launch. One failed, and that's because revert back to like I filled that up with a bunch of for me learning lessons learned. I filled it up with a bunch of forever DMs. I was just looking to play right. Mm-hmm. So I filled yeah. it up for you guys, and y'all really good. Y'all gonna be my. You know, my mainstream, y'all going to be the good ones and mm-hmm. just clash, 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 clash because of how they do roles and stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. And then the one that succeeded was actually uh, some people. I think I have a, had a few in there that was never played before. And it turned out like Arlen, uh, Kyle, he, he he's not a streamer or anything, he's not a, but he's he turned out to be one of my best players. So I'll always mm-hmm. I'll find myself inviting him back into like games and stuff so yeah right on but yeah, i do i do i was, a, uh, I was right. a brand new player too i know you, you turn me down every time i've asked so <laughs> <laughs> sorry i i have i have a i have an allegiance to a particular dm <laughs> <laughs> which is fine uh but uh yeah yeah like if you're a part of my discord we do i do when i do announcements i'm Rusty Thomas is in chat right now. He gave me a great idea in his last stream. I was watching it. I'm going to use for Order to Goblet for sure. Is creating one shots for like an evil characters that will affect the main campaign. So I'm still in that idea, Rusty. And he gave me permission. I asked him on stream. He said, You can steal it. So I'm going to probably do that too. Keep an eye out for that if you're in my Discord. I will be posting one shots for like an evil side. Mm-hmm. So people in Order to Goblet, you're not allowed to play. I'm sorry. So I definitely need to be taking some <laughs> players. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I did post in chat um, Goblets and Warlocks Twitch channel, his YouTube channel, and then also his Discord link. Um, if you could, please, you were mentioning something about a giveaway, if you want to talk about your giveaway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, as mentioned, I do all my giveaways in my Discord. Um, I can actually show it on here because I don't have a green screen by me. But I usually do because these have dice. Uh, I do dice giveaway every month. Um, last month was hamburger dice. I shipped those off this past week. This month's giveaway is a panda dice. It has a little panda inside of it. Oh, that's cute. It's adorable. It's kind of hard to see, but yeah, there's a little panda inside. I'm very <laughs> upset with these dice though because there was a when I didn't realize it when I bought them. There's the D4 doesn't have one in it. Came Aww. without one. So just keep in mind it is a giveaway. But just keep in mind when you're the don't be surprised if there's not one in the D4 because there's not. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't appreciate how much everybody comments on my face in chat. Thank you, guys. (laughs) I I do appreciate it. Please continue. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but then it's um, evil. Yeah, it's going to be a series of probably a series every now and then, depending on what the main party is doing. What I'll need for an evil group to affect the world for them to have to kind of deal with. Like, it's a really neat concept, a really neat idea. A lot, uh, yeah, I like it. Rusty Thomas gave me the idea, and I said, I'm still in that. He's like, you got permission to steal it. Like, Rust, Rusty's it. freaking amazing. <laughs> I, I, uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, uh, do you have any questions for for us, brother? 
now that the floor is kind of open or, or, or to your yeah. chat or to anybody, you know, yeah. anybody at all? Uh, it's probably more offline, but yeah, um, I'm looking to start my own disc or podcasts and, and very early details of coming up with names. I okay. might ask you offline, like, what's the process for that? Because I've never done that. It's like, kind of out of my wheelhouse. But cool. what made y'all decide to do this? Hmm. That's it was a, that's... super organic. Yeah. <laughs> it was so organic. But I will say, okay, so it started off with Tech Talk Tuesday on Thursday, which, like, we were, like, doing, like, tech stuff for the D&D and stream and everything. And then Stormy and I just absolutely love talking to each other. Um, and, like, we could literally sit here and talk for, like, most of the day we did that yesterday <laughs> we literally did that yesterday <laughs> and so it's one of those things like so of course you know it's something that we did on a regular and then simultaneously stormy and i had the same like we should interview people and then we both were just like hey so i kind of had this idea and i just kind of wanted to run it by you and like we just like we're both like wait get out of my head Mm. Get out of my head right now. It was spooky, yeah. Like, yeah. it was so weird because, like, li like I was thinking about it for a little bit, and I was, like, working up the courage. She's like, maybe we should, I should just bring it up. And then Stormy brought it up. And I'm like, what the? No! <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah the, the concept, you know, obviously, like she said, the way it flowed was organic. The mm -hmm. concept came together. It just, it, it kind of fell into place. Mm -hmm. I had already been, I had never conceived of a podcast or a talk show, but mm -hmm. I had already been thinking in, in the back of my mind that Twitch is a different kind of game than it used to be yeah. uh, because there's so many more people streaming nowadays. Back when, you know, before the pandemic, you could be pretty competitive with other, you know, middle to bigger streamers simply because there weren't that many people streaming. And the pandemic created so such a huge influx of people streaming that it changed the format and it changed the way it exists. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and it just was something that was kind of uh, the gears were always turning in the back of my mind, trying to understand it better and and thinking about it. And and I realized that the game has changed to such a degree that you can't really be that competitive anymore. The best thing that you can do is try and instead lift each other up. It's, it's about creating super communities that can then, you know, like ally with, and uh, not necessarily, you know, any permanent alliance, but just become friends with other yeah. super communities uh, and, and, and lift each other up. And then when, mm -hmm. and then I thought, well, you know, that'd be really kind of neat if we could like highlight some of the amazing people that are part of our community. Some of the great streamers that are part of our community. How'd we do mm -hmm. that? How would we do that? And I yeah. was like, Oh wow. You know, wait a minute. Your Druid and I are already like talk, talking every week. Why don't we just, you know, interview somebody. <laughs> and so I brought it up to her and, and, and she had already been thinking of it. And so it was just kind of, we realized this was a great vehicle to lift people up that we mm -hmm. respect and admire in the community. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, because, you know, there's not a lot of discoverability on Twitch. And mm -hmm. uh, one of the few ways that, that, uh, that streamers can see other streamers that, you know, or, or you know, that, that streamers can reach a wider audience, even if people aren't streamers, right, is okay. to, you know, have something where you get to talk and, and get to know the streamer and know more about them. And yeah. I don't know, I just, we just love the idea of, of encouraging this kind of growth and support of each other 
Um, yeah. It's just the vibe that we have, so. <laughs> yeah. I also just love talking. And, like, Stormy and I are, like, we just love talking to people, too. I mean, we just hijack your stream all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be playing a game. We got you talking for, like, two hours. <laughs> I know! I know! And then what's funny is I get less engagement on a just chatting because the fun is distracting me from the game. So, lesson learned. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I love what y'all have done here. It's great, and it's amazing. Thank you. And it, it kind of ties in back into what I was talking about. When you hit that plateau, you go change the game up, change something yeah. else, mm. start something new. That's and true. That's, that's true. I, I've been thinking about it for myself. I keep, I think even Nash Druid at one point is like, hey, you want to start something? And I think it's around the time y'all already started yours or something, mm -hmm. or right before you started yours. And I'm like, I'm trying to find somebody I can click with to do it. And, and yeah. Yeah, so. It's already. I I got I'm I'm already a sidekick. Sidekick, <laughs> Side, sidekick to to your husband. Is it what you're saying? Well, you're, I think the you're term the, you're looking for is co-host. I was gonna say I don't. I, I think it's funnier to I think it's funnier to be the sidekick. I'm just the tiny little spicy sidekick, you know. I mean, if that's the role that you want to see yourself at and makes you happy, then I'm 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 fine with it. But I, you know, I see you as an equal. I know. So I know. We all do. Like I don't see you as Bucky Barnes. I see you as like I'm Iron Man and you're Captain America or something. Like we're we're equal. I guess that's a really oh, bad so analogy. Be a it's more like war. you're Scarlet Witch and, and I'm Doctor Strange. <laughs> Uh, Wait, does that make Stormy Batman? Yes. Yeah. Tiny spicy, we stick together. And I'm Robin. Totally down. Okay. It's fine. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm digging myself a deeper hole. I better stop now. Yeah. <laughs> There's that hole. Yes, tiny spicy. We, we stick together. together. <laughs> yes. Let's go, Silver Wolf. Yeah. That's... Drew only does talking streams. You know what? I don't know how this chat just became roast roast druid time but whatever <laughs> i love it who's roasting you everyone all the time yeah <laughs> uh, uh druid see that shovel you have in your hand you you dig your own hole with that one <laughs> true <laughs> uh, well um yeah <laughs> anyway. I, don't, I don't even get it as Olaid. so um <laughs> Well, I, I just have to say once again, Jugen slash Goblins and Warlocks, um, man, you're amazing. You're inspirational, whether you believe it or realize it or not. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a great thing going and you're absolutely yeah. right. Keep it, keep it up because you're going to go far. And we're so grateful to have had you on the show. Um, absolutely. And I'm super so happy that, that you, by chance, because of a Christmas present. <laughs> yeah. Found us, so we got to meet you and have you on the show and 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 connect our super communities together, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, and uplift each other. Right. You have such a great uh, vibe. I just thought of a question I was going to ask you. Yeah. Go sorry. for it. Where do you think I get the name Jugen from? Hmm. Jugen, like you've been. I don't know. I have no idea. There's a <laughs> magic. Magic the Gathering oh, card. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Magic the Gathering card. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jugen the Rising Star. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kamigawa, I think it was. These okay. Magic the Gathering. Man. <laughs> like, everyone, everyone but me understands it. 
Yeah, Fate would have got it right away, uh, I oh, think. Yeah. Well, he, he hasn't been in the game for a while, so I, he may not have played during that block, no. during that set, so he might not yeah. have gotten it. But, but Drew, they, they came out with a D&D set because they knew you wasn't in it, and they wanted to get you in it. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you! Yep. I'll have to go get it! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, uh, again, uh, thank you for coming on the show, sir. We appreciate you. Uh, keep up the great work. Uh, yeah. Everyone, please support our, our friend Goblets and Warlocks slash Jugan. Uh, go drop mm -hmm. him a follow and, yes. um, you know, tell anybody. He does you know a lot who, of charity stuff. Mm -hmm, he does. Make yeah, sure that we I'm help him. I don't know. Have we, we haven't talked about it yet, have we? So, oh. In, oh, in October, it's going to be a five series mini set Tuesday night, Sarah 7. Uh, Server Wolf is in it. That's in chat right now. She's another streamer. It's a collection of. Right now, I got technically four streamers on board. Uh, I think we're going to do a co-stream. Everybody's streaming it to get more eyes on it. Uh, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. My mom is a survivor. So we're doing a charity for breast cancer research. It's my yearly charity that started last year. Omen Garris, he ran the last one, we, but we did it in December. So, um, so I'm starting it now. This year's going to be the first iteration. And we're establishing an appointment in time uh, time slot in the timeline for my new world Vetus that I created. So it's going to be really great. So Awesome. Fantastic. Yes, go support the charity stream. Yep. And thank you so yeah. much for sharing yourself with us. We appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. <laughs> Love you guys. This was so much fun. Love uh -huh. you. You bet. Here's wow. his stuff again. Here is his stuff again. Yep, there's his links again. Everyone, uh, make sure to support, drop a follow. And uh, the YouTube video will, will be up uh, next Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll, we'll share that with him so that he can share it with folks who couldn't make it today for the live yeah. stream. And uh, man, thank, I, we can only thank him <laughs> for, for, for introducing himself to us by the yes. luckiness. That's one really good thing that, that Twitch does. The raid system mm -hmm. is really cool, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm really happy that it, that it exists. Uh, mm -hmm. to, so that we can, you know, I mean, sometimes it doesn't work out. I mean, I, I'm sure you guys have been rated by people that, were, that, that, that didn't have this much of an impact, right? And, mm -hmm. and you've rated people, that, but you're like, wow, I didn't mean to, I wish, could I take that back? But he's not, like, if I had rated him, he'd be one I'm super happy to who rated and vice versa. Yeah. So, yeah, I know it's great. Um, he's just been, he like popped in and just stuck around and he's just been such a part of it. And I'm so thankful that we were able to make this happen. Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing. Like I, I really appreciate the charity work and everything too. Like that's a that's a really big special place in my heart that people are taking the time to do that. Yep. Um, and I think it's really cool. Right on. I'm very um, happy. It was very good. That's it. I love talking nerdy stuff. It's I so know. nice. I know. <laughs> All right, guys, so uh, we'll be doing some more streaming tonight. I believe Jugan himself, uh, Goblins with Warlocks, will be streaming his stream tonight. Uh, Correct. We got some stuff going on, too. Like, in an hour or, or so, um, you'll be streaming your stream. Um, Diablo 4? Diablo 4. I'll be playing, but not streaming. Uh, mm -hmm. And then later on tonight, at some point, uh, um, we'll be doing something. Uh, probably Celasta with Banana Tom and, and mm -hmm. Starkity and, and Lucifer Lightbearer. So, Lucifer Lightbearer. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks again for enjoying the show. Appreciate you all so much. Thank and, you, guys. Uh,
We'll see you next Friday.